Welcome, everybody, to Sippin' and Shippin'. I'm your host, Brian Weinstein. We'll be kicking it here every other Thursday, quenching your thirst for an insider's take to enhance your customer's experience. Grab your drink of choice, kick back, it's Sippin' and Shippin' time. All right, welcome, everybody, to another episode of Sippin' and Shippin'. I am your host, Brian Weinstein, and I'm here with Caitlin Postal, the co-hostess with the mostest. How are you today, Caitlin? I'm doing well, Brian. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thank you very much. I like and that. We, when did I get upgraded to co-hostess with the mostest? That's new. I, I don't, you know what? It, it, it was something I was thinking about. I'm like, we got it. We got to give her something a little bit more pizzazz, to like capture that personality. I'll take it. They can't see it, but I'm doing spirit fingers right now, everybody. <laughs> awesome. And we have here today a very special guest, uh, Dane Baker from uh, EcoCart. Dane, how are you? I'm great. I'm doing great. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. No, we're, you know, we're looking forward to it. We, we've, we've, we've been looking to try to find the right guest to really touch on a subject that's sort of near and dear to us around sustainability. And, you know, in, in, in meeting with you and having some calls, we thought you'd be, you'd be the perfect person to, to kind of loop into our discussion point. So if you could just take a minute to give the audience a little bit of background on yourself and, uh, and EcoCard. Absolutely. You know, and I, am flattered. Thanks so much for, for saying that. That's, uh, I'm definitely honored to be here and, uh, and, and appreciate you all, you know, having me on the show and take the time and, and for everyone listening as well, appreciate your time. So as far as my background goes, um, uh, for, you know, multi-time founder. So started a couple of companies in the past, all of which have really been kind of centered around this, um, idea that, um, through an entrepreneurial venture, um, that, that the world can become a better place. And so I've always kind of had that sort of like core, uh, I guess, fabric, like kind of core fabric between all, all of the experiences that I've had and the most uh, recent, um, and the reason I mentioned it is because it's kind of a foray into EcoCard, why we started EcoCard. Uh, it was an online peer-to-peer rental marketplace business that my, my current co-founder and I started together. And uh, we started the company because we thought that renting, in contrast to consumption, was a greater benefit for the environment, especially with high plastic items like kayaks and surfboards, which is the exact items that were um, with which we were renting on the platform uh, between between um, uh, from obviously peer on a peer-to-peer basis. And so as we scaled, it just really became complicated and expensive to maintain that sustainability ethos and rigor. And we tried everything. We tried to buy offsets, we tried to hire consultants. It was very complicated, very expensive. Realized there was a problem. Um, and that problem always kind of stuck in the back of our minds as even as even long after, after we, uh, we sold the company. And just to ask a question around that. So, so yeah. the, the concept there was that you were going to rent, like, let's just say kayaks, for example, to, to cut maybe to reduce the number of kayaks that were actually being manufactured and, and purchased by giving people the opportunity to just rent it when they wanted to use it and then be able to share it amongst others, essentially. That's exactly right. So kind of fueling all around the circular economy. That's exactly, that's exactly right. So that the idea being there would be, you know, in, in aggregate less kayaks actually being manufactured, um, and kayaks being the example there is there was obviously other product categories, but less of them actually being manufactured given demand would be lower considering there would be a rentals, a rental marketplace that existed for folks to have another option versus just purchasing. Excellent. You know, it, it's, it's so funny how far we've, we've actually come, especially in the U S and I know, I know we're, we're lagging, which is kind of interesting because there's, there's a dual message, right? We've, it, we're, we're lagging behind of where we, where we could be. Um, but yet we have come so far. I mean, I, I, I grew up in a time and I'll, I'll age myself here where 
recycling wasn't really even a thing yet. It was just starting. Right. And now, and now we've gotten to a point where we're recognizing the impact of, of, of everything that we do um, in the world, manufacture, how we're actually, to your point, consuming the product and looking at alternatives to reduce that to really help the world. Right. So, so excellent. So I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just thought that was an important, uh, important point to, uh, to speak to. No, it's a great point you raised. Absolutely. Um, and that's kind of, that was, the, that was the sort of like, you know, never ending challenge as, as we kind of scaled that business is that it actually turned out that there were a lot of, I guess, like core sort of like secondary consideration, um, emissions sources that made it inc- that made it sort of like counterintuitive to, to, to the ethos of how we started the company. And, and there was, you know, that those unavoidable carbon emissions were, were, were the exact reason why we realized there was a problem in the market. And, and, and the exact reason why two and a half, three years ago now, my, my, my co-founder and I rejoined forces to start EcoCart. And our mission at EcoCart is simple to make the fight against climate change easy, affordable, and accessible. So everyone can do their part. What that means in practice is, is we basically just developed the technology to calculate and then offset the carbon footprint of consumer activity at large. Um, but you know, e-commerce has really been kind of our bread and butter and, and really obviously relevant to, to this particular, um, instance and story. And so e-commerce has kind of been where, where our, our, uh, really most of our customers and, and our, uh, our, our platform kind of holds strong. Whereas we're actually in through the sort of checkout flow of, of a brand, we are able to allow a consumer to offset their carbon footprint by simply adding a few extra cents. What this means is as you're going through and purchasing, let's just say a pair of shoes or a shirt online, you would be able to see in your checkout experience, uh, the eco card option, which would be allow you as a consumer to add a few extra cents to mitigate the unavoidable carbon footprint of your, or of your order, um, by yeah. effectively donating to carbon offset projects. And a carbon offset project is just a simple, simply a measurable reduction of CO2 from the atmosphere and it comes in the form of projects such as planting trees, building wind farms, sustainable agriculture, et cetera. So let's take a step back because uh, there's something that you've said and, and you actually said it twice and it's, it's that unavoidable carbon footprint, right? So I, I think there is a, there, there was sort of a thought process at some point that we were going to be able to reduce and or eliminate carbon footprint altogether, but we're at a point now where we recognize that there's no way to make it all go away. Is that, is that, is that a fair statement? Yeah, absolutely. That, so EcoCard is a, you know, like I mentioned, it's an offsetting play, right? So we are offsetting the unavoidable carbon footprint from manufacturing and shipping items that get purchased. There's so much else that can and should be done from a brand's perspective, uh, really any, any company's perspective to optimize their own supply chain, their own materials mix, their own sourcing methodologies, et cetera, to ultimately reduce at the source, right? And so we are there to take care of everything else that cannot be reduced and therefore is an unavoidable carbon footprint from really any activity, most more specifically logistics, shipping, and manufacturing. Yeah, and that is exactly what, they're to, what, can, what, can you- what we're there to sell for. Can you talk a little bit, and and I know, I think you had mentioned offline, I think it's footwear is, is, is one of the biggest culprits, let's call it, of, of, um, of the carbon footprint. Can you, can you talk about maybe unintended, from, unintended, un, unintended, of course. Right. I mean, listen, it, it is what it is. We all, we all need shoes. Right. And, and, and somehow or another, it's going to happen. Can you talk a little bit about the, the, the touch points of where that eco footprint is most impactful. Let's, let's use shoes. I know it, I know there's a, a, 
it's almost every product out there, but let's use shoes as, as some of the unintended places that the eco footprint is a negative. The carbon footprint is a negative along, along their process of the supply chain. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I guess what you're asking me is like, how do, how do, how does our solution fit into the overall supply chain of, of a, of a brand? Is that kind of what you're at? No, a little, a little bit more like where, where are the, where's the negative impact of the manufacturing along the way? Like we could talk a little bit about, uh, cause I know that you, you guys have some algorithms built into your system that sort of says, okay, this product type or whatever is, is, is creating this much of a, of a carbon footprint. So you can calculate your offset, but can you talk about like some of those, some of those areas where it's creating that carbon? Uh, the, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we're really where we see the majority. So if you look at kind of like almost like a pie chart of all of the carbon emissions and their, you know, kind of associated weight of most of our, uh, brand partners that we, that we are, uh, integrated into and, and we're, we're, we're actually partnered with over 1500 brands today. And so, it's, uh, in, you know, including brands like APL, Adams, BarkBox, Yeti Foods, many more. And so it's a pretty good sample size in terms of like, what is the overall e-commerce industry look like in terms of the emissions breakdown? Most of the time, and this holds you know true really across across the board, is that manufacturing is a huge contributor to 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 uh, or a huge um, emitter right in terms of carbon emissions, and and that um, is much generally much much more much much greater um, than act, the actual shipping component of that. And so we're seeing a lot of opportunity for brands to optimize their uh, their manufacturing processes and you know start having things like. Um, the energy of the, of the actual factory itself running off of um, renewable energy versus local grid, for example. Um, and then actually just kind of, you know, really just optimizing to kind of look at if you break down each individual process of the manufacturing um, suite of processes, then you, you start to see there's a lot of opportunity, even if it's, you know, even if it's small um, breadcrumbs in terms of opportunity that actually snowball into a really big, uh, really big change in impact down uh, if you look at it in aggregate. And so I'd say the manufacturing side or component is, is a huge contributor. And, and that's oftentimes overlooked actually to many other, you know, carbon offsetting solutions in the marketplace today, hugely focused on the, the logistics part of everything, which is definitely an, an important part and something that we see, um, is, is, uh, um, is, is a significant contributor, but, but, but really the manufacturing component, uh, is, a, is a, is a much stronger and, and much more heavily weighted in terms of total carbon emissions. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that how it starts at the source, because most merchants that I speak with, they're always when they talk about, you know, sustainability, it's always top of mind is packaging. They don't even consider the manufacturing piece. So how is that impacting like our brands who are or merchants that are considering the carbon offset? Are they seeing better conversion rates? Are they engaging with their customers? Is this introducing a new level of sustainability to folks that otherwise wouldn't wouldn't consider it? Such a great point. Absolutely. So yes, the, the short answer is yes. We initially launched the, the solution um, about about a year ago now. Um, and, and, you know, it started off as a, a Shopify app, right? That you kind of just plug right into your store as a, as a merchant and it would populate a checkbox at your checkout flow, enabling your customers to have an eco-friendly option. And so that's, you know, what, really what it started off as. Specifically, we were thinking our hypothesis was, you know, this was going to be a really great niche market for us in terms of we're only going to be attractive uh, as a solution to the inherently eco-friendly companies that, that have eco-friendliness as part of their core DNA. Turns out it's much more mass market than that, actually. And so, and the reason for that is, is exactly what you mentioned is there are core 
key brand and company KPI benefits that come along with this solution, such as uh, boosting cart conversion rates. And so right. it's, mm-hmm. it's, as, it's as simple as a, a consumer going through and, and actually being more willing to purchase, knowing that their environmental impact is mitigated. And that shows mission alignment between the consumer and the brand at the most important moment of the shopping journey, which is the checkout experience. And right greater uh, cart conversion across the board. And so that's that's exactly right. Our brands see on average about a 14% boost in cart conversion. And it's, it's exactly kind of to your point of what you mentioned. Right. So they're already aligned with the end user before they even know what packaging they used or didn't use because they know uh, that they're looking to make an impact just like the, the folks that they're supporting with their purchase. That's great. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And, and, and so the, 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 the contribution, um, how is that being directed? Like, so, so let's say for example, a brand who aligns with you and, uh, you know, one of our customers is APL. So we could, we could use them as an example, who gets to choose where that, where that money, uh, that the consumers are allocating in the shopping cart, where, where that, where that is going to help offset. What we provide in terms of like value add is a portfolio of already heavily vetted and and completely verified carbon offset projects that uh, each of which are incredibly varied in terms of geography. We have projects all over the world and also varied in terms of like from a categorical perspective. And so um, the brand, so the brand can actually ultimately choose from our portfolio, what is the project that resonates most closely with their brand, for example, and then ultimately direct all of those funds to that project. We also have the ability to, to uh, you know, effectively support the entire portfolio by choosing really what is kind of referred to as kind of our, our geolocation option, where wherever the consumer is located, the closest project would be automatically assigned to them based off of their location at checkout. And so there's kind of two high level options, but most of the time we're, we're seeing brands uh, go all in, so to speak, on one individual project because it fits their brand and, and, and has a strong story associated with it. And can they get in, involved where where the donations are going, or, or at least the, 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 the money, the contributions are going towards projects that are involved in manufacturing specific to their industry? Yeah, exactly right. So the we, we have a lot of different projects in our portfolio that kind of span different categories, whether it's um, protecting the forest, um, planting trees, whether it's uh, like a wind farm creation uh, or building project, or if it's something is uh, like sustainable agriculture, a little bit outside of the direct line to, to the specific company itself. There's a, a ton of different options within our portfolio that they can choose. Yeah, I mean, because to me, I mean, what sounds most interesting, and I'm not sure if this is something that's on on, on the radar for for you guys yet, and maybe it's something you're already doing, is you know, if, if there is a if there's a big issue with the carbon um, situation around manufacturing of footwear, how how do we go after and do how do you, how do you invest into the the R and D to 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 make that less impactful? Um, to have a more positive impact on on the carbon footprint at the manufacturing level, and I don't know if that's something you're you're already doing or if I'm just kind of throwing it out there, uh, but you know that to me would be something that's interesting because we all know, like Caitlin said, the packaging, the transportation is something that we can't get around. So the e-commerce is continuing to grow, right? And and we know that, and it, and the product if it's coming from overseas is probably coming by vessel, which has which has a, a, an impact. It's going to come into the U.S. It has to travel in the U.S. either by air or or by transportation by truck, which is also has emissions involved. And we we know those are the ones that we all kind of see and think about. But you know, to your point, that manufacturing level where where R and D can be done there, to me, seems like a, a really viable place to to be able to to plug in programs. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's a really great point you raised. There's a few different um, kind of, you know, uh, layers to how we, to, to like, to our solution in terms of how, like to answer that question specifically, I'd say the biggest one really is around the fact that we also offer a really in-depth carbon emissions audit for our partners. And that's something that um, is incredibly valuable because you can kind of think of it almost like a, a little bit of a scaled down version of an LCA, which is, you know, in some cases, a, a sort of a, a six figure upfront cost that, that takes maybe, you know, a year to, to run as a whole. We do this in a very, very efficient way, kind of really rooted in data and all of the data points that we have to kind of come up with what this emissions audit and, and output will be for all of our brands. And that is something that the output of this kind of shows to, uh, to a merchant or a company as a whole, it shows them where their areas of opportunity are. And so there we get to see, okay, here we should be putting our focus and we can be optimizing this. And so um, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, ways that we can work with our brands to actually optimize and cut the, the emissions at the source versus, and then actually ultimately have that be, you know, lowering the offset cost, right? And lowering the need to offset more because you're ultimately reducing that carbon footprint to begin with. And so it's kind of a holistic solution as a whole. And, and part of it is a really, and it starts with this very in-depth carbon emissions audit that we run uh, with in conjunction with our partners. I like that a lot because it, this way, it's not just people looking to ease their guilty conscience that by just collecting some extra money and donating it somewhere, they're actually really looking to make an impact within their own organizations. And, and having that audit at their disposal gives them that ability to get some expert eyes on there to say, hey, listen, this is how you can be impactful on your on your entire supply chain process. So I, I, I like that instead of it just being a straight up uh, add on to the cart, just collect some money, ease your guilty mind and move on. Right. So I think I think that uh, I think that has a lot of value um, to an organization, and they can continue to build upon that. Absolutely, and we're, and we're seeing a lot of like brands have a ton of marketing and and branding and storytelling arsenal that comes along with this initiative. It's it's such a it resonates just like so closely and so much with 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 consumers. And we see a lot of our brands that kind of absorb EcoCart as an initiative like really kind of like ingrained really deeply into their, into their brand ethos. And we see this come out in, you know, in, uh, materials, like for, for example, website, like a, like a sustainability page or like blogs, for example, right. social and, and, you know, even like webinars and, and podcasts and, and things like that, 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 that this sort of really comes out and it's, it's great to see how much brands are actually kind of absorbing this into their, their core ethos. So I know that you offer this solution also to not just merchants. You said you work with like 1500 merchants. How many consumers take it upon themselves, have that guilty conscience maybe, and are using it independently? Yeah, it's, a, it's an awesome question. Uh, uh, this is another really great data point. In addition to that 14% boosted car conversion that I, that I mentioned earlier, this is another pretty pure data point that shows the consumer demand for this. Um, right. On average, we see 28% of consumers checking the box to make their order carbon neutral. That's nearly one in three consumers yeah. um, who, who opt into this at checkout. And, and this is a totally opt-in model, right? So it's not like something that we're kind of sneaking under the rug for them as they're, as they're going through checkout. They're, they're literally clicking this box actively, you know, in full autonomy to, 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 to make their order carbon neutral, adding more to their cart to, to make it carbon neutral. And so probably gives a good idea into like the, the gravity of, of, of how important this is for, for, from a consumer's perspective. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be sitting, sitting at your desk all day, ordering from Amazon, you might as well help the, help the earth. Right. You got it. Exactly. As a rising brand, right. They, there's a lot 
that they have going on. And there's, and especially ones that care about this subject, but at the same time are trying to launch a startup, or maybe they're just coming out of startup phase and, and they're getting to that next level. A, a lot around sustainability and, and carbon emission footprint and everything else is overwhelming Right. And there's a, there's so much that you can do from, you know, working with your manufacturers straight through to compostable bags here in the U.S. and and trying to reduce, uh, you know, travel, if, if possible, by by positioning product closer to consumers. Is there advice that you give to the brands as they're coming on? So they so basically they're 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 taking one bite of the one bite of the elephant at a time and not trying to overwhelm their organization. Uh, as they're rolling this out? Yeah, I'd say that's a, that's a really good question. I, I'd say that we are very, like as kind of a solution, we're, we're really adept at getting, getting a brand from zero to one with sustainability as a whole. A lot of companies come to us and say, we have no idea what to do. We, we, we're just, you know, we're just getting started. We're just thinking about it. We're just like formulating a plan to begin with, right? Before taking any action. Um, but we're also really great at getting brands from two to 10. Uh, over time as well. And so there's a lot that, you know, a lot of brands also at the same time come to us and say, we are already, you know, completely carbon neutral. We want to bring our customer into the experience or we are already doing so much around sustainability. We want our customers to know about it and bring that to the forefront as they're going through and checking out. And we want them to play a role in their sustainability journey. And so it really runs the gamut in terms of what kinds of brands, you know, kind of come to us and what stage there are, they are like in within their sustainability journey as a whole. And, um, and because of that, um, there are so many opportunities for us to, 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 uh, I guess, recommend, um, different solutions as they kind of moving forward. And so they, to, to your, to your point, there's, there's, there's a lot of opportunity that we, that we see to, to, to recommend solutions, whether it's, you know, a, a, a specific partner of ours, um, like a sustainable packaging partner, for example, or if it's, um, you know, anything around sustainable fulfillment, sustainable, like sh- shipping and logistics, um, all of that together it, it, are, are exactly kind of tools within our tool belt that we use when we're, you know, working with a brand and truly being a good partner to them to, to show them the way in terms of what, what, what is, what is the right kind of steps to take with, within sustainability as a whole. Yeah. I, I think there's probably a lot of people out there that need guidance that really, really want to have this initiative for their, for their company and maybe already are, but like you said, there's, there's ways to continue to improve upon it. It's, it's important. You know, I think we're having more and more of an impact. The world population is continuing to order product and, and, and go through it at, at lightning speeds. Um, and I, I think it's important that we're out in front of this and continue to, to contribute in this way, uh, and, and, and hope to stabilize, if not reverse some of the damage that we've already done. Yeah. That's you, Brian, not recycling. No, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Uh, Dane, listen, it's been great. Dane Baker from EcoCard. I really, really appreciate everything you and your organization are doing. Uh, we're looking forward to continuing to, to, to hear from you and your group as, as new initiatives have come about. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much for having me. It's been, it's been great. So uh, yeah, definitely look forward to staying in touch and, and uh, however I can be helpful, uh, always, always willing to, to, to do so. So thanks so much for having me and I appreciate you giving me the platform to share my story a little bit. Thank you very much. All right, Caitlin Postal, take us out. All right. Thank you, Dane. And thank you everyone for tuning in. Check us out at sippinandshipping.com or on your favorite podcast platform. We'll see you two Thursdays from today. Thank you guys.